News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Well, good morning, Tri-State, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app or on the uh, on the On the Mark Facebook page. So, thanks for tuning in there as well. Just search On the Mark KHMO on Facebook. It is a gorgeous morning here in America's hometown, at downtown Hannibal. As we broadcast live in the KHMO studios. Uh, shout out to all the high school football in action. I know uh, pa- Hannibal big win for them last night. Palmyra tough loss. Great start to the season for QND. A big win over uh, QHS in the Crosstown rival uh, in that matchup as well. So great to see high school football back in the fall in Illinois. And uh, shout out for all the seasons getting underway. We expect big things from a lot of these teams this year. Uh, and Hannibal Pirates, great win to start off uh, the season. All right, lots to get to. It is episode 100 of On the Mark, and uh, I could not bring you episode 100 of On the Mark without the great people at Cunis Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy Faith. Family giving back. That is Cunis country. Uh, I put my faith in Cunis, and uh, it has not failed me at all. Love, love, love being a part of the Cunis family. All right, we got a lot to get to today in episode 100. It's an NFL jam-packed show, episode 100 of On the Mark. Uh, we're going to talk quarterback battles. We're going to talk uh, some bets that I think are absolute locks, win totals. I just don't know. I disagree with Vegas on this. I think there's some easy money to be made uh, in a little of the sports gambling world with some of these over and under win totals. I'll give you some of my favorites. Also, we'll talk college football being back. we got some big teams playing, not necessarily today, but this week, before I get to see you again next Saturday, so I want to uh, touch on a lot of that and uh, some little quick hitter things, including MLB playoff races to wrap up the show. Uh, let's get it started. Let's have a great show. It is episode 100. As always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Great way for you to give me your thoughts and everything that I'm talking about, or uh, if you want to uh, you know, suggest maybe some things that you want my thoughts on, or as always, join us on the Facebook Live. Search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Let's get it going. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the Mark. All right. We have some announcements in the quarterback battle world of the NFL. Yeah, there's some big quarterback battles uh, going on in training camp. And now we finally get... Uh, the word in uh, from some of these head coaches, there's still some that haven't been officially announced, but I think I kind of know where teams are leaning, and I'll give you my thoughts on all of them. Um, I want to start with the the biggest one. I think you know it gets the biggest headline because he's the guy that I think we all think has still the potential to be a real starter in the NFL, and so we're kind of excited what this future could be like, and that's Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill in New Orleans. I think this was the obvious choice. And if you're a New Orleans Saints fan, I think this is what you were hoping for. And I think this is what gives your team the best chance um, to not only win this season, but also predict 
what your future could look like. Because of the Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill duo, only one of those guys has the chance to be your future quarterback for the next couple seasons to help you win games and possibly lead your team to playoff runs uh, and success. And that's Jameis Winston. But I will say this. Taysom Hill ain't going anywhere. He signed that extension, the four years, and, you know, it was a big money deal, but it actually really wasn't. It was all kind of fake guarantee money uh, just to keep him tied to the organization. Taysom Hill will be the backup gadget quarterback and have packages for the New Orleans Saints for the next four years, whoever the Saints bring in. Whether it's Jameis and he plays really, really well and he gets the job for the next three or four years, Taysom will be there, have packages, have play calls, just like you've seen with uh, Drew Brees in the past two years with Taysom Hill. He's going to be there, and he's going to help your team win. But he's not going to help your team win as the starting quarterback ever. And I think this is one of those things that they wanted Jameis to feel as though this was legitimate. And they and I think they did want to give Taysom a legitimate chance to say, hey, if you want to go earn the job, we will let you try to earn the job. But I think it's pretty obvious that throughout the preseason that, listen, Sean Payton and that coaching staff is very smart, especially with the quarterback position, that it's pretty obvious that we know that Jameis Winston uh, has just more talent, raw ability at the quarterback position, especially in an offense that Sean Payton wants to run over Taysom Hill. But I firmly believe we will be talking Taysom Hill and his role in helping the New Orleans Saints win games and making big plays for them with the packages and the goal line uh, coming in at certain moments of the game for the next three to four years. I firmly believe that Taysom Hill uh, is very much a part of what the New Orleans Saints want to do, whether Jameis is there or not. Now, if Jameis completely flounders and you see New Orleans draft a quarterback next year uh, with the you know in this upcoming draft, I could still see. Uh, Taysom Hill getting a chance to then maybe start some games with a rookie and still very much being a part of it, but it being obviously the rookie's job in the future. But let's just focus on Jameis. I think Jameis Winston will play well in this New Orleans Saints offense and have a very good statistical season and have moments where you realize, wow, Jameis Winston with Taysom Hill off the bench is a real starting quarterback. It's a real offense for the New Orleans Saints. Now, you know I predicted the Saints to struggle this year and to only go 7-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs. I think that's mainly because of a lack of depth for the New Orleans Saints. Listen, they got Cam Jordan. They got DeMario Davis. They got players on the defense. I think their defense could help them win games. I think the NFC South is just tougher with the Panthers having a very easy schedule and being better and the Bucks being, all for all accounts, a super team. I think that New Orleans is just going to struggle without Michael Thomas, without real uh, number one wide receiver and uh, star tight end potential, a very solid offensive line. I just think you're going to see them have real up and downs, and it's not going to be Jameis's fault necessarily. I think Jameis starting is the right move because you as a franchise need to know, can Jameis Winston be our quarterback? And if he can, and if Jameis can put up, 30 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 4,500 yards, lead them to 7-10 and 10 through the struggles of injuries and dealing with the, being over the cap. I think you sign Jameis Winston to a two- or three-year deal for $50, 60000000 million, and you have him and Taysom Hill 
be the quarterbacks kind of going forward and see what Sean Payton can make out of it as you have to then rebuild the roster and figure out how you get back under the cap, how you get some more depth, how you get a little bit younger on defense as well along the defensive line. Uh, as Cam Jordan ages, as some of your linebackers age as well. Uh, so I, it's fully my prediction. I think it was the easy call to put Jameis as the starter over Taysom. Uh, I want to move on to Teddy versus Drew Locke. Teddy Bridgewater gets named the starter for the Denver Broncos over Drew Locke. I didn't see this coming because I think I, m- my thought was Drew Locke has just more of the raw ability, the talent, kind of like what we're talking about with Jameis. Uh, so Teddy getting the start to me says one thing and one thing only. I think this was a move by the coaching staff with the front office and John Elway and their new general manager saying, listen, we actually really like Vic Fangio and we really like our defense and we have a ton of offensive weapons. So what we need to see now is can Vic Fangio work? This is a Vic Fangio move not a Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke move. I think they know that Drew Locke cannot be the starting quarterback of the franchise going long term. So at this point in time, what they're trying to figure out by starting Teddy Bridgewater, in my humble opinion, is can Vic Fangio be our quarterback long term? Can we become the AFC version of what they're doing in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins just having a great coach they believe in and let them build a roster around and can that get us to a playoff berth. Because if Teddy Bridgewater can maneuver this Broncos really great roster, very solid defense and an offense with a lot of young weapons, can he maneuver them to being in the playoff contention, sneaking into a wild card spot with with a capable quarterback, then all of a sudden you say, well, wait a minute. Now we got our head coach. We got our great roster Thanks, Teddy. Let's go draft a guy or try to make that Aaron Rodgers move then. And we believe in Vic Fangio. So I think this is more about the the um, organization actually saying, we need to know, is Vic Fangio the guy? We know Drew Locke's not the guy going forward. So let's not waste drama and, 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 and what-ifs on him. Let's eliminate that what-if from the scoreboard. We now know we have a steady Teddy. We have a guy who's going to manage the quarterback position well. He's going to run our offense really well. Now we got to figure out, okay, is Vic Fangio the guy? We gave him the defense. We gave him the young offense with a lot of weapons. And now a steady quarterback who's not going to be the reason you lose games. Now if the Broncos are losing games, it's not going to be because Teddy Bridgewater is making stupid decisions. It's going to be because Vic Fangio and his staff are making good or bad decisions. So now the pressure's on Vic. And I think that's what Vic wanted as well. I bet if you gave Vic Fangio the truth serum, he was all in on Teddy because he knows what Teddy's going to give him is also kind of what the, uh, the the Cleveland Browns have. I mean, the the Broncos are a lesser version of the Browns or a slightly less talented version than the Browns. Stacked Browns offense. And then, okay, the Baker Mayfield manage it with the good coach. Now, the Browns feel like they have their coach in the future. They're kind of in the, is uh, you know, is Baker the guy? I think the Broncos know Teddy and Locke, neither of them are the guy. So now you have to figure out, okay, Teddy at least gives us the, eliminates the variable of, oh, well, was that loss on Fangio or is that loss on Locke? 
Now we just know, is that win or loss going to be on Fangio? And I think that's a really important thing. Uh, let's move on to a couple other uh, quick hitters. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence over Gardner Minshew, that's obvious. You got to start Trevor Lawrence, just like in the sense that you got to start. Um, uh, the the Jets have to start uh, their young quarterback as well, and and you have to just say to yourself, these two guys, one and two overall, in Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, and there's no competition for Zach Wilson and the Jets, but for Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, you you take them number one and number two overall with absolute garbage rosters. You just got to see what these guys have. You got to give them the time. Their organizations have committed now because they were taking one and two overall. They've committed three years. You're going to get three years. So whatever happens in this rookie season, unless it is total chaos, 40 interceptions, two touchdowns, you know what I mean? They, they're they're going to get a long leash. So give them the chance. Give them the time. It's not like the Dolphins in Tua last year. That was a, that was a roster you started to realize, oh, crap, we can win real games. We should make the playoffs if we just have the stability of Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is different situation. So I, I think it makes all the sense in the world for Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence to get their starts. Um, Cam and Mac Jones, they haven't announced anything yet. I have a very strong feeling Cam and Mac Jones is starting to feel a lot more like Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, which I'll talk about in just a second. I got a feeling that they're going to start Cam, but the leash is very short. Very, very short. They don't owe Cam nothing. They've given Cam all the opportunities. Uh, from what we're hearing now, Bill Belichick's very frustrated that Cam Newton had to go back into COVID protocol. Basically, Cam's decision to where he led them astray with certain promises of what I was going to be doing and where I was going to be and why I had to be there. Everyone else, especially because Cam's not vaccinated to our knowledge here now, that is the type of stuff that's going to just rub Bill Belichick the wrong way, especially when he's given you the opportunity to come in here and earn the starting job and and kind of wanted you to earn the starting job. Uh, I have a feeling this could be a really short lease for Cam. As soon as he starts losing games and or uh, is the reason why they're falling behind or trailing, I think you're going to see Mac Jones come in Early, Like, I made that bold prediction. I think all the rookies are going to be starting by week six or have started by week six, the first-round rookie quarterbacks. Um, Jimmy G and Trey Lance, I think this is a more delicate situation. And I do think because of the way that the schedule lays out for the San Francisco 49ers, you're not going to see Trey Lance for a while. I think that the, um, I think the, the earliest you'll see Trey Lance – uh, isn't until, you know, mid to late November when the schedule starts to thin out a little bit more for the 49ers. Um, I, I think it's smart to start Jimmy G. I think that you want to see what the rest of the roster is like for San Francisco. Jimmy G gives you the best, again, opportunity to evaluate everything else. What is the health of Nick Bosa, Eric Armstrong, all these other guys you're trying to figure out in that defense as well. Jimmy gives you that best opportunity, but also know that if it, it becomes a disaster, you just pull the ripcord and go straight to the rookie. You can't, if it's a disaster early on and Trey Lance looks terrible in weeks one, two, and three, then go to Jimmy and try to save the season. You can always reverse it in that opposite way. And then as soon as you start Trey Lance, playoffs are out the window. It's the same thing with, with Mac Jones and, and Trey, uh, Justin Fields for the Bears and the Patriots. As soon as you give these guys the keys to the castle, then it's about, no, 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 
how good are they? What are you getting out of them as an organization? Is the organization around them good enough you've invested in? And then finally, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Andy's going to start week one. I hate it because I just think that the Bears are in such a position where they have a a playoff roster. And I just purely do think that Justin Fields gives them the best chance to win. I, but I do think what you're going to see from Chicago, it's pretty. I think it's very predictable. Andy Dalton will start week one against the Rams, and I think they will lose and the offense won't look great. I think Andy will get the chance for his revenge game against the Bengals. I think he will lead the Bears to a win over the Bengals in week two, get to one and one look pretty good, feel pretty good. And then against the Browns, that really good defense in Cleveland, I think you're going to see Andy Dalton struggle in the first half of that game. I think Miles Garrett will eat up this Bears offensive line that's not 100% and very pieced together here with Jason Peters and some other pieces coming in late to camp. And I think you will see either Justin Fields start the second half of week three against the Browns or he will get the start against the Lions because – in week four against the Lions and week five against the Raiders, those are winnable games. And I think the Bears have to win those games to have a chance of the playoffs. And I think you're going to see them make the move to Justin Fields in those games. Uh, and then and then the schedule gets really tough. But you kind of want to see Justin Fields versus the Packers, versus the Bucks, versus the Niners, and some of those tough teams. The Bears have a long stretch well, they're not going to win if they have Andy Dalton anyways, so might as well put the rookie in there and see what he can get. Maybe he could steal a win or two just with the magic of Justin Fields. So that's kind of my thought in all those. I think the biggest ones, again, Jameis over Taysom, that makes all the sense in the world if you're a fan of the Saints and you're trying to, as the Saints, figure out what the future looks like. And if you're Teddy over Drew, this is an admission from the organization that neither quarterback is the quarterback of the future. So now let's figure out if the coach we have is the coach of the future. You have a good defense, above-average defense in Denver. You have above-average NFL weapons and a really solid offensive core of young pieces, running backs, wide receivers, You know uh, the talent they have there, Sutton, Judy. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you have no offense, young tight end. You have now a quarterback, you say, we're not going to win or lose because of him, so now let's evaluate the head coach with Vic Fangio. Are we winning and losing because of Vic Fangio? That's what the organization needs to figure out. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. When we come back here to episode 100 of On the Mark, I'm going to help you make some money. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, And I'm going to tell you five bets that I'm making win totals over and under that I think are absolute locks. Let's all cash in. Let's have a a good uh, start to 2022 with some money in our bank accounts. Um, I I just don't know what Vegas is doing. I think some of these are easy, easy, easy money makers. And I will uh, spread that wealth to you, my uh, loyal listeners, coming on up. Don't go anywhere. Live and local in America's hometown of Hannibal, it's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. The beautiful city with great parks and many outdoor activities. Hi, this is Officer Kevin Pavone with the Quincy Police Department with this public service announcement. 
Trash and litter can tarnish streets, parks, and even your own neighborhoods. Littering and illegal dumping are against the law in Quincy. This includes trash, junk items, even cigarette butts. Be respectful of your city and of other people's property. Let's work together to keep Quincy litter-free. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. They, you got to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I was talking with uh, Levi Billman yesterday. He's the uh, general sales manager over there at, at Kunis Hyundai. Uh, uh, right next door to Kunis Honda, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. He was telling me, he's like, Mark, you know what weekend it is end of the month so uh now's the now's the time to make some deals and uh and with the complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles you just can't beat it check them on out 221 north 36th street in quincy or shop online cunisquincy.com that's what i did you have access to their network of dealers i can find the vehicle you want they'll pick it up for you bring it to the quincy location you can test drive it bada bing bada boom you're in good hands all right uh, I want to move on, and let's make a little bit of money with Hespin Headline number two. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. So I talked more sports gambling last year on the show. I'll continue to talk it a little bit more this year, especially because it is legal in the state of Illinois. And if you're listening in Missouri right now, you're going, well, Mark, what about me in Missouri? Well, here's the great thing. Drive across the river, download the app. Uh, one of them, uh, I'm going to do uh, these odds I'm getting from the DraftKings app. Drive across the river, place a couple bit. Bets while you're in Quincy doing a little shopping at Sam's Club, whatever you do, come on back across the river. Easy as, easy as pie. That's uh, like what I did when I went to that Mizzou Alabama game last year. Made my bet in Illinois before I crossed the river. Went to go watch the game. Made a little money. Thank you, Mizzou Tigers, for covering that uh, big number. That was fun of you. Thank you. Very kind. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's just one of those things that I, and this is, again, I'm not getting into too much of the weeds here. We're talking over and under win totals. Uh, but there is money to be made here. I really, really do uh, believe that. Uh, so let's just get it started. I, I'm going to give you five overs and unders for win totals that I think, are, I, I, I just don't understand what Vegas was thinking with the lines here. And I, and I, and I just firmly believe there is money to be made. So let's start with the, with the Detroit Lions. The over under total that I was seeing odds provided by DraftKings and Vegas Insider, four and a half wins. So that means, uh, you know, you place the bet. Do you think the Lions are going to win over, uh, you know, are they going to get to five games or are they going to lose, uh, and only get to four games in their win total? I take the over in the Lions four and a half. I think you can easily find five wins on the Lions schedule. Again, I have the Lions winning seven games. I think you can find five wins. It's tough early. Don't get me wrong. San Francisco, Green Bay, Baltimore, weeks one, two, and three. That's tough. Chicago, week four, I even think they lose as well. I think the Lions could be 0-4, and, and here you're you know pooping your pants saying, well, wait a minute, now i got to get to five wins uh, in the remaining 13 games. I think they're available. After that stretch, you have Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia, three of the next four games before the bye week. I think the Lions could easily win at Minnesota, home against Cincinnati, and home against Philadelphia. I think they'll get you to three wins right there. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, again, no reason why they couldn't split and uh, with against Chicago. They could pick up a win there. Uh, I think they could easily then sweep Minnesota in the series against in the Sunday, December 5th. That's home against Minnesota. And then you're talking about games at Denver, home against Arizona, 
at Atlanta, all a winnable games for this Detroit Lions team as well. It's tough. It'd be a grind to get to five wins. I think it's possible, though, because th- it's easy to sit there when you look at the schedule and go, oh, they're going to lose to San Francisco. Oh, they're going to lose to Green Bay. Oh, they're going to lose to Baltimore. Oh, they're going to lose to the Rams. Oh, they're going to lose to Pittsburgh. They're going to lose to Cleveland. They're going to lose to Seattle. They're going to lose to Green Bay. It's easy to say that when you're just looking at the schedule, but we all know the reality of the NFL season. The Lions could easily upset San Francisco week one. It's their home against San Francisco. San Francisco, Jimmy G has not looked good in the preseason. All of a sudden, you get one or two of those easy L's that you just predict in the season to go your way, plus some of these easier games you have. The Lions getting to five wins I don't think is ridiculous at all. I think that number being a four and a half is a steal. I will take the Lions over four and a half wins. The Jets, let's move on to the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, DraftKings and Vegas has them at six wins. That is way too many wins. I will easily take the Jets to lose uh, more than that and to only have uh, five or less wins. I mean, they don't have... Where do you find six wins for the Jets? They got to play New England twice. They got to play Buffalo twice. They got to play Miami twice. All of those teams have way better defenses than the Jets, and I like their offenses all a lot more than the Jets' offense. Uh, so that's 0-6 in their own division. All right, maybe they can win against Cincinnati. They have Cincinnati at home. Maybe they can win at home against Atlanta. Uh, but I don't like them on the road against Denver early in the season. I don't like them on the road against Indianapolis. I don't like them uh, home against New Orleans. I don't like, you know, some of the games I like them, you know, maybe against Jacksonville. But that's late in the season, Jacksonville, where I think they'll have things figured out. Against Philly, okay, I'll give them a win against Philly. Against Houston, okay, I'll give them a win against Houston. I just don't see the wins on this schedule for them. I think they lose at Carolina to start. I think they lose at New England, uh, home against New England, excuse me. I think they lose at Denver. I think they lose at home against Tennessee. I think they start the season 0-4. Then maybe you get a win against Atlanta going into a bye week. But then I don't think you come out on fire after the bye week, lose against at New England. Maybe you get a win against Cincinnati. Where are you getting six wins? Then you got to go to Indy, home against Buffalo, home against Miami. I don't think those are wins. At Houston, maybe get a win there and a win against Philadelphia. But to end the season, I just don't see them getting to six wins at all. I have the Jets firmly at five or less wins on their schedule with a rookie head coach, a rookie uh, quarterback, second overall, with not a lot of help, shaky offensive line, and a very shaky defense. I think the Jets will look better and be competitive, but to six wins, to make money to bet the over, you got to get to seven. Uh-uh. You'll at least take the push if they somehow miracle win six. I would take the under hardcore on the Jets uh, in six games. All right, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, I do not know what Vegas is doing. Vegas has the Eagles at six and a half, meaning to make money, you got to get the, and you're betting the over, you got to get to seven wins. Uh uh-uh. uh. Easy under, because even if they, even if they somehow miracle win six games, if you can get that number at six and a half, you still make money. It's at six and a half. I just don't see them where, where do they get wins? At Atlanta to start the season loss. Home against San Francisco loss. 
at Dallas, loss. Home against Kansas City, loss. At Carolina, loss. Home against Tampa, loss. Maybe their first win comes week seven at Vegas. Then they get at Detroit, so maybe they pick up two there if they're lucky. I don't think they win either of those two games. They could be 0-8 to start the season. They don't get a bye week till week 14. By that, it's way too late in the season to recorrect. And they have to play the Washington football team twice after their bye week in weeks 15 and week 17. That defense is going to eat alive this Eagles offensive line and rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. I think it's a, I mean, sorry, and uh, Jalen Hurts, the, the young quarterback. I think this is a disaster for rookie head coach Nick Sirianni and second-year quarterback Jalen Hurts. Maybe I'm wrong and they look better, but even if they look better, they ain't getting to seven wins. They ain't getting to six and a half wins. Take the under six and a half wins on the Eagles and let's make some money together. All right. Next one is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Minnesota Vikings, they have at nine wins total. And that is something that I just don't see at all. Nine wins is just too many wins for Minnesota. If you remember, I predicted them in last week's episode to land at six wins, and I feel pretty strongly about that. Uh, some of the other people I talk to and I trust uh, feel similarly. Again, I think they can win games early, but they have a really tough late season schedule. Where do you find nine wins? And again, if you're going to bet the uh, over, you got to get to ten wins. I'm going to say that Minnesota can comfortably win seven, six, but to get to nine wins, it's a lot of wins. I don't see them winning against Seattle. I don't see them winning against Cleveland. I don't see them winning against Carolina. Maybe they split against Detroit. I don't see them winning against Dallas, Baltimore, or the Chargers. They certainly, I don't think, win either game of Green against Green Bay. The best they do against Chicago, I think, is a split. And then they have a tough games home against the Rams. I think that's a loss. Home against Pittsburgh, I think that's a loss as well. That Baltimore, Dallas, Chargers, Green Bay, San Francisco stint, that could be five straight losses in a row. Maybe, yeah, you pick up the win against Detroit December 5th, but that's at Detroit, so that's not a guarantee. Always harder to win on the road. And then you have to come back home against a Pittsburgh team that's going to be battling for the playoffs. That's in prime time. I don't see uh, Kirk Cousins on a Thursday night prime time doing anything. Oh, and oh, with your break you get after that game is at Chicago Monday night football outdoor in the cold. Kirk Cousins struggling on Monday night in prime time. No, thank you. That's a loss. And then you get the Rams game at home loss, Green Bay Sunday night football loss, prime time at Green Bay outdoor in the cold. I don't see it for the Vikings. I really, really don't. And it's not because I don't like Mike Zimmer. I think Mike Zimmer's great. I think they have great offensive weapons. But Kirk Cousins has been proven to struggle in primetime games. They have a lot of primetime games, including that Dallas Sunday night game. Uh, they have that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh, the Monday night game against Chicago, the Sunday night game at Green Bay. That's not great for Kirk Cousins, and I'm taking the under on nine wins for the Minnesota Vikings. Finally... A team that I think is just not getting enough credit from Vegas and the odds makers, that's the Buffalo Bills. They have the win total at 11. Now, that's a lot of wins because you got to factor in injuries and everything. I do think the Buffalo Bills, though, will easily get over 11 wins. I, I, I comfortably see the Bills at 12 or more wins. Uh, I just think the schedule lays out that way. 
Uh, they start the season uh, against Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington, Houston. I think they'll easily find a way to go 3-1 and one in that stretch. Uh, the next four games, Kansas City, Tennessee, Miami, but uh, Jacksonville with the bye week in there. That's the toughest stretch for me. I think Tennessee is legit. Kansas City, I think they lose that game Sunday night football. I, I do think those are really, really tough games, and they're away. But Miami, I think they handle. Jacksonville, I think they handle easily. So at the worst-case scenario, they're 2-2 two and two through that stretch. So that's only at three losses by Week 9. Then they have Jets, Colts, uh, uh, Saints, New England. I think they can go 4-0 in that stretch. Tampa, Carolina, New England, Atlanta, Jets. I think they can easily go at worst 3-2 and two in that stretch. At that, five losses, 12 wins, 12-5 and five with 17-game season. And that's conservatively, I think they still could pick up that win at Tennessee. I don't think there's any reason why they can't, they can't compete against Tampa and win that game as well. Uh, and easily even sweep the New England Patriots in their season series. I think they could go 6-0 and in division against Miami, New England, and the Jets. I think they're that good offensively. I think Josh Allen is that good. Love Brian Dable, the play call, the offensive coordinator for them as well. Very, very high on the Bills. Let's make a little money on the Bills over. So to recap, if you're writing this down at home and you want to make some money with me, mark it down, save it. I'm betting these. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm taking the Lions over 45 I'm taking the Jets under six. I'm taking the Eagles under six and a half. I'm taking the Vikings under nine. And I'm taking the Bills over 11. I think those are all really safe, great bets. Bet responsibly. I think that's all responsible gambling. I'm not putting $100 on each one of these. But, you know, you sprinkle 10, 15 bucks on a couple of these. I think you're going to make some money by the end of the year with these win totals. All right, when we come back, college football is officially underway today. We got games today. They're okay games, but really what I want to focus on is a couple big games coming up by the time I talk to you again next Saturday morning. So we'll uh, we'll dive into the world of college football. You're listening on the mark live and local in America's hometown of Hannibal on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Every day, Doctors Without Borders teams confront hard facts in conflict and crisis zones. When others might look away, we step in to act. Because measles still kills more than 100,000 children every year. We're there to vaccinate over a million worldwide, including those affected by the current outbreak in Democratic Republic of Congo. Because half of all maternal deaths occur during delivery or within 24 hours, we've assisted more than 1.4 million births around the world, including care for new mothers in Afghanistan. Because some countries only have one or two mental health professionals, we offer counseling and clinical care, providing over 400,000 mental health consultations worldwide last year, including care for migrants and refugees on the dangerous journey north from Central America. The fact is, your acts of care and compassion make our life-saving work possible. Picture the impact we can have together. DoctorsWithoutBorders.org Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Fear is a natural chemical reaction in our brains. The amygdala is a part of the brain that activates when we sense a threat and causes the body to have a physical response. However, the hippocampus is a part of the brain that then helps our brains interpret the threat. 
So if we were to see a T-Rex coming at us, we may instinctively be afraid. But then that fear is tempered by the fact that it's just a movie. This tempering of fear is the job of our faith. It's a filter through which we view our world, fearful events and circumstances, reminding us that no matter what we see, God is in control. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Back then, we'd spend nights in front of the boob tube. We'd take our same seats, smoke cigarettes, and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Reports say you should wait. Continues until 7 p.m. this evening. High temperatures reach up to 93 today. Under mainly clear skies, winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies and quiet again tonight. Lows around 73. Chance for scattered storms tomorrow. Highs level off around 90. A mix of clouds and sun. Right now, 81. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070. Cage Mo and the Cage Mo app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. They have that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. But here's the best part. So I was just talking about it. Over 3,000 vehicles to choose from. No, no, no. They don't have 3,000 vehicles on the lot. Yes, they are the only lot in all of the tri-states that are completely packed because they've done such a great job of buying, but also because they have this network of dealers. The Cunis dealerships throughout the Midwest, the other Illinois locations, the other Wisconsin locations, they can get you a car overnighted. I was just talking with uh, Jason Buxman, the uh, regional sales director for the Cunis area in, in our area. We're talking Quincy location, Macomb location, Monmouth location. He was saying, he's like, oh, he's like, dude, we get cars in because it's like, oh, we found someone shopping online at Cunis Quincy. They see that used vehicle. We can get it from our Wisconsin store in a night, get it overnighted down here, drive in for you to test drive, drive home, make the deal. It really is incredible. CunisQuincy.com, faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis country. And again, the the network of dealers, I drive a Dodge Ram that I got from Cunis Honda Hyundai. So if you're not in the Honda Hyundai brand, even though it's an incredible branding and they have incredible offers on new vehicles, new Hondas and Hyundais, their, their used network is massive. All right. I know I could talk about, listen, I could do a whole show on just my love for Cunis Honda Hyundai. You get it. Uh, we're welcome on back to episode 100 of On the Mark. Uh, again, thank you so much for everyone being a part of the 100 episodes of On the Mark. Uh, it's been an incredible two-year run, and uh, we keep it rolling here and very, very excited about uh, going into another football season. Uh, and very, very excited. So uh, I want to uh, focus on the other football, college football. It officially kicks off in earnest today. Uh, Nebraska at Illinois. You may look at that and go, yeah, okay, brands. You got uh, the state schools. But there is some really interesting storylines here. Scott Frost, year what, three is it now at Nebraska? Uh, he's the homegrown kid who was supposed to turn around this program. Martinez, the quarterback, uh, the veteran quarterback for Nebraska. Uh, you know, this is kind of put up or shut up for Nebraska. You can't keep complaining now at this point in time. This is the third recruiting class for Scott Frost. You really got to see things, some things come into fruition. And against an Illinois team 
that now you have Brett Bielema coming in, brand new head coach, but he's back in the Big Ten, kind of where Brett Bielema belongs. Can he turn around that Illinois program? I expect um, better things out of Illinois. Listen, Lovey Smith was great, and Lovey Smith, in a lot of ways, is that Herm Edwards type of hire. You bring him in just to kind of stabilize your ship, say, hey, we got some great coaches in the Big Ten. Uh, we need a guy to come on in and just kind of be the face of a program. But Lovey was never going to be a 10-year solution for Illinois. Uh, Lovey's more of an NFL coach anyways, and I think Lovey would certainly get a chance to maybe uh, be a back on a defensive coordinator and a defensive assistant uh, in the NFL again, uh, or st- maybe stay in college football for a while, be a part of a staff, or just retire. Lovey has certainly earned that right as well, but Brett Bielema is a guy who knows the Big Ten, and I think uh, could shock some people. Illinois could shock some people this year, and especially in year two or three of the Brett Bielema era. I, I expect some good things out of Brett Bielema in Illinois. I actually like Illinois in this game to upset because I just don't believe in Nebraska at all. Uh, but this is going to be really interesting because the coaches, they each have a lot going for it. Brett Bielema, you're one in, in Illinois, but for Scott Frost, you have got to find a way to, uh, to, uh, you know, win more than seven games in Nebraska this year. Uh, and, uh, this is a, this is a game you got to have if you're trying to win more than seven games at Nebraska in year three. Uh, the other one, the big one is Hawaii at UCLA. Again, don't focus on the players, focus on the coach. Year three for Chip Kelly at UCLA. So again, remember Chip Kelly, Oregon, all that success, great stuff at Oregon. I uh, did some really exciting things for the Eagles for those couple years right after Andy Reid. NFL fizzled on out. Uh, the one bad year with San Francisco. He's back in college, back in that Pac-12 uh, Pac and recruiting out west. And But again, you got to start showing up. UCLA is not a bum football program. Uh, can Chip Kelly in year three at UCLA kind of turn that around and find some success? So that's what I'll be watching for against a Hawaii team that always loves to put up points. That's one of those. I didn't look at the over, but uh, you might want to take the over in UCLA-Hawaii. Not a lot of defense is going to be played there. And finally, Thursday night, the number of four Ohio State Buckeyes take the field. Uh, they're going against Minnesota. Feisty Minnesota team. Love P.J. Fleck up there in the program that he's built. Uh, uh, it's not going to be any, uh, uh, you know, a cakewalk. Minnesota is now a, a, a solid, solid college football program and not a cakewalk anymore. And how does Ohio State retool? How do they rebuild after losing Justin Fields uh, and some other big names in the draft? They, they bring back a couple wide receivers, like their defense still, but... Uh, number four team in the country, whenever they're playing, you always got to keep eyes on them. They play Thursday night. And then finally, the other thing I'm really looking forward to before I speak to you again on Saturday morning, next Saturday, will be number 10 North Carolina because they play on Friday. And again, this North Carolina team is all about one name this year, quarterback Sam Howell. Very much a Baker Mayfield type of guy. 6-1-220. He's projected as a first-round quarterback next year and what is being kind of projected as a lesser quarterback draft as far as depth. You're not going to see necessarily five guys go in the first round like we did this year uh, or the Josh Allen uh, draft year. But Sam Howell has a lot of Baker Mayfield in him. Mac Brown and that UNC Tar Heels, uh, he, he's going to be fun to watch. So all eyes on Sam Howell Friday night, number seven, quarterback, 6'1", 220, little guy, big arm, can move a little bit. Keep your eye on him. He could have a Heisman Trophy season. He could be a uh, 
number one, number two quarterback take on the board if things go right for Sam Howell. Uh, so keep an eye on that UNC quarterback. When we come back, a couple last-minute things to uh, wrap up the show. You're listening to episode 100 of On the Mark, live and local in America's hometown on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Reports say you should wait until now. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda. You got to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country, Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Um, they are the best. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop on in. That always helps. Guys, shout out there to listen at the dealership. Appreciate the love and support as always. I couldn't do the show without you guys being a part of it. All right, to wrap up the show here really quickly, we'll get off football for just a couple minutes here to wrap up the show. I want to shout out the Bulls uh, for making another really good move. Listen, I, I don't love losing Lowry Markkinen. I think Lowry Markkinen is the type of guy you want on your team uh, to help you in the modern NBA. The problem was the Bulls just couldn't afford Lowry at what he wanted and they made other moves that I think were better moves. You prioritize Vucevic and getting him in. You prioritize getting in a DeMar DeRozan, getting in a point guard in Lonzo Ball. I think you prioritize keeping Zach Levine and building around that. So you make all these other moves I think were smarter moves to make than overpaying for Larry Markman. Now, if Larry wanted to take a team-friendly deal and stay, all for it, all for it, but... I get it. Guy's got to get his money. European player playing away from his family, moving to the United States, doing all that. So you might as well get your money. And I think it's a really reasonable deal for Lowry Markkinen. Go to Cleveland. They got two young guards that they're trying to build around, and you need that stretch four guy uh, to pair up with with your big guy, Jared Allen. I think it works really, really well, him in Cleveland and the young core they're building there. And for them to be able to work, though, to get a Derrick Jones Jr. in return, who's a guy that's going to fit really well with the Bulls want to do, is just young, athletic, run, let Lonzo dish and deal. And guys that aren't going to clog up any space to also let Vooch have his way down low. I think Derrick Jones Jr., getting getting anything in return for Larry Markkinen is a win, as opposed to letting him walk in free agency. And to get Derrick Jones Jr. in return, you know, high-flying, should have won the dunk contest a couple years ago. Uh, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. He can, he, his athleticism, the length, how you want to defend guys as well, him, Lonzo, Caruso, uh, having like him, Caruso, Kobe White as three guys off the bench. I mean, I love, love, love that for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, going forward, I also want to mention as we look ahead, uh, as we look to the uh, playoff, the Yankees have won 13 in a row. Uh, the problem is the Tampa Bay Rays are also on fire, but they are uh, eating up here now as you look at the wild card spot. The Yankees have battled back and are now fully in control of the wild card race. Them, Boston, uh, uh, you know, coming down to the wire, it's going to be a lot of fun as you look in the AL. Uh, the Sox doing a great job still locking up the Central Division. Uh, the Astros seem to be running away with the West. In the NL, though, uh, it is a tight race for the wild card. Cause you got the Reds battling there at, uh, you know, you know, couple games uh, 71 and 59 compared to having to deal with the Padres at 61 and 60 uh, 69 and 61 and the Cardinals aren't out of it but they have got to find a way to keep winning series you know there's four and six in the last 10 the Cardinals uh ESPN has given them only a 3.6 percent chance to make the playoffs 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but the Cardinals have just got to find a way uh, to win some of these winnable series that they have remaining. I mean, if you look at the Cardinals, you have uh, Pittsburgh, two more games against Pittsburgh today and tomorrow. Got to win those to clean out this series. And then you have your division opponents. You have the guys you need to beat up on, the Reds and Milwaukee. Uh, I know it's going to be a tough series against the, Angel, the, the, the Dodgers, but then you get more Reds. The Mets are terrible. You have a chance to go toe-to-toe with the Padres. Uh, and then to close out against just Milwaukee and Chicago, the Cubs are garbage. Uh, so you got to find a way to win those series against your division rivals, uh, uh, steal games against Milwaukee, hold tight. Can you split it, get two and two against the, the Dodgers in uh, early September? Not going to be easy, but don't count them out yet. Thank you so much for making me a part of your morning. This was a fun episode 100 of On the Mark. Enjoy the final week of preseason football. Justin Fields, I'll have my eye on you. Stay safe. Stay healthy, Justin Fields. On the Mark, News Talk 1070 KHMO. Reports say you should wait until...